Yo, it's Nick Ruiz, twice self-made real estate entrepreneur. Came up once from scratch in my late teens, built over a million dollar net worth. The 2008 crash forced me into bankruptcy. Then I bounced back quickly again after bankruptcy. This is success from scratch. We talk entrepreneurship here, money, financial literacy, business building, psychological and chess player warfare, real estate entrepreneurship, economic evolution, the laws of it, survival of the fittest, sales and persuasion, anything success. I don't care where you are. Pay attention. Listen up. This is success from scratch for you. Hey guys, welcome to Success from Scratch, the official Alpha Home Flipping Podcast. Um, if you're new, welcome. I'm Nick Ruiz, host of the show, uh, mentor. I've been an entrepreneur for well over 20 years, real estate successfully, uh, real successful real estate entrepreneur for the last 20 years. And um, we go over all things success and entrepreneurship in real estate. You know, a lot of times there's deal breakdowns. I, you know, I show people how to make money in real estate without tying up your own cash and credit. And there's a lot of ways to cut the pie, a lot of ways to do the business, um, buy and hold, wholesaling, flipping, all of it can be done with no money and no credit. Okay. So, and if you don't believe me, you can go back on other episodes where I break down many ways on how me and my students are doing it. And I actually, speaking of my students, I have some fun episodes coming up where I'm going to highlight some of my successful students on the show. I'm going to talk to them, see how they did their first few deals or whatever. And these people were new and knew nothing. And then they came in um, and learned from me and, uh, you know, their results speak for themselves. They're, they're holding a lot of big checks and doing some really cool things. So a lot of those are going to be in the works. Make sure you leave a rating and review if you guys like my shows. I really would appreciate it. But uh, I wanted to go over a couple things today. The first thing I want to talk about is how wealthy people look at money. Okay, um, They look at it in a very specific way. Now, the people that you know in life, the people that you talk to and just engage with on a daily basis, a lot of times family, friends, whatever, um, most people see money as currency. Currency as in you earn some, you spend some. You earn it, you spend it. You earn it, you spend it. It's a form of like exchange for, you know, the exchange. The first exchange is you exchanging your time at a job in exchange for money. And then, which in Uncle Sam, by the way, clobbers you. It's the worst kind of income you can have is job income. You get taxed at the highest rate. Entrepreneurs and real estate investors uh, have a much better and favorable tax situation than people who work for a living in a W-2 employment uh, setup. But where I'm going, though, is, uh, you know, there's two exchanges that most people see with money. The first exchange I just mentioned you give your time to someone and he gives you money every Friday. The second exchange is the one that you do many of every month, which is, you know, buy a new TV, new pair of shoes, new clothes, right? The exchange is I give you money, you give me things or services. I give you money, you give me a product or a service. I give you money, you know, you wash my car. I give you money, you cut my grass. I give you money, you hand me, uh, you know, I don't know socks from Costco or, a, or pizza. You follow me? So that is just the way 
99%, I feel like it's 99%, maybe it's 97, maybe it's 98. I don't know the statistic, but I'm telling you right now, almost everyone sees it that way. And that's the only way they can see it because they've been so indoctrinated on how to view money and quote unquote, how money works. Most people don't know how it real really works. And most people don't look at it the right way. Okay. I'm going to show you how I look at money and how people with money, with real money and success um, and wealth look at it. I don't look at money as currency. I truly don't look at it as like, I make some and then I get to spend it. I make some, I spend it. And then the more I make, the more I get to spend. Yay. No, like I just, I just don't see it that way. I look at it as like, I look at it as a lot of things. There's so many analogies. Um, I look at it as like a game piece in a big fun game I'm playing. Okay. With business and finance and money. Cause that's really what it is. It's a, it's a freaking fun game. Once you get going, um, I look at them as, you know, chess pieces. I look at them as just a, a unit that it's my job to multiply. Okay. And I probably look at it as three or four other cool analogies too. But my point is I look at a dollar, not as currency. I look at it as a unit, I just a unit, a thing, a unit of measurement, a unit that I need to keep multiplying. I need to put it out there so more come back and put it out there and more comes back. You know, I told you guys, and again, I told you guys in a prior episode, um, when I get funds from a, a sale of a flip or a wholesale deal or something like that, my whole thing is how do I get this money back out there working, you know, as opposed to just stacking a bunch of money in a bank account. I mean, obviously you don't want to deplete your account to zero. Okay. Um, you know, you got to be realistic, but the point is I want working capital working. Okay. So if I, you know, flip a house and make, let's say 60 grand, I'm not thinking about the new cool thing I can buy for 60 grand, a brand new, you know, movie theater in my basement or, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't think like that. It just doesn't even cross my mind. In fact, spending a dollar of it literally does not cross my mind. Okay. If there's no excitement in what I get to buy with that 60 K, um, it's fun because I guess the only thing that's on my mind is, okay, cool. I got 60 coming in. Where am I putting it? How am I multiplying it? What assets am I going to deploy this into to pay me more? All right. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of the single family triad, um, where there's wholesaling, there's rehabbing and selling, and then there's holding rentals. So what I do when I, I do a lot of rehabbing and selling, flipping houses. Okay. I buy them. I fix them. I sell them. You guys know this. I love to, I love to take those profits and plow them into long-term holds, long-term rental properties, whether that's a single family, sometimes a duplex. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually aggressively pursuing more multi-units now. Um, and that's just my game. Okay. I like holding real estate. Okay. Wealth, wealth, wealth is in holding real estate. It, it always has been and it always will be. So it's like I look at like the lump sums from flipping and wholesaling as kind of like the fuel in the bigger engine. You know what I mean? Like I look at it as just the, the jet fuel that I keep plowing into the long-term wealth machine. And the, and the beauty of those big lump sums are they expedite your long-term wealth game. So, you know, for people who only want to buy and hold, yes, you can do it with no money and no credit all the time. But a lot of people start by saving job money. You know, they make 
a thousand a week at their job. They try to save, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week, stack that up until they can start buying rentals. And now again, I want to be very, very clear here. You do not, there's so many ways to buy rental properties without cash and without credit. Um, This is not an episode where I'm going to break down all those strategies I have in the past and I can continue to teach you on other episodes. But for now, I'm just telling you, you don't need cash or credit. But the point is, um, when you do have cash and credit from flipping and things that I'm talking about and alluding to, it's kind of just shortcuts and, you know, allows you to do a lot more deals faster. Okay. Have just, let, let me be perfectly clear. When you have cash and credit, you can move a lot faster and do a lot more deals. Okay. Um, it's not a roadblock. Okay. I know there's plenty of people who do tons of deals with no cash and no credit rental deals. But when you have cash and credit, it expedites it. So that's why I'm a big fan of, you know, people who start, start wholesaling, you know, where you make five, 10, 15 grand a pop, you know, stacking that money and then rehabbing and just stacking, you know, large amounts of cash is nothing more than a tool to deploy into wealth creation and purchasing assets, you know? And then once you start getting a portfolio, I love, I love not touching the cash flow, letting that stack and using cash flow to purchase more assets. You follow me? So it's just, that's the fun game I like to play. Lump sums, plow it into assets. Cash flow from those assets, plow it into more assets. Round and round it goes. Like this is how wealthy people think, guys. This is what wealthy people do. This is what people that are financially savvy and financially literate, this is what they do. This is how they think. You know, like I said, I just sold a flip not too long ago and picked up 63 grand. Like I just, I wasn't excited about what I get to buy with that. I was excited about what I get to buy with that asset wise. Most people buy liabilities. I was excited about the fact that I get to deploy that into more assets that produce wealth, appreciation, depreciation, and tax benefits, and monthly cash flow that I get to stack up and, you know, keep this going round and round. Now, am I saying never reward yourself, never buy anything fun or beautiful? I'm like, no, like live life. Okay. But if you're a little, if, if you're, if you're savvy and really aggressive up front with plowing the majority of the funds back into assets, a couple, a couple years down the road, you're going to look like a genius and you'll have more cash flow and equity and wealth than you'll know what to do with. That's how this game works. Okay. There's literally no luck involved. Wealthy people look at money differently. They literally just don't view it as like spending currency that you earn and spend. Currency that you earn and spend. And it's crazy because that's how everybody sees it. You know, I have conversations with people and um, it's just so obvious that that's their mindset. And they wonder, well, the rich people are, you know, they say things like rich people are lucky and well, and they wonder why they're broke. It's nothing more than decision-making. It's nothing more than going down the wrong fork every time there's a fork in the road. The problem is a lot of you don't know that you're going down the wrong fork or the wrong choice in the fork in the road. You know, you're not waking up and saying, I'm going to go the poverty route today. And then tomorrow I'm going to make the poverty choice today. It's, it's a, it's, these are subconscious decisions because of years of indoctrination from parents, family, friends, and whoever. And they might not even have known that they were consciously indoctrinating you. In fact, they probably haven't. 
They don't. I mean, they probably don't know. They've been indoctrinated by the prior generation, and on and on and on it goes. You ever notice how certain, you know, think poverty kind of perpetuates, and then wealth kind of perpetuates in certain families and structures. It's not. It's not a. It's not a uh, fluke. It's not a fluke. Just like it's not luck for the people that are continuing their wealth, right? I'm telling you guys, when you bring in a buck. It's a unit. How do you multiply it? Okay? It's a unit. It's an asset that you need more assets with. Okay? So I just want to really hit home because it's the foundation of how I think about money. Like, it's the foundation of how I teach what I teach, how I run my household and businesses. Okay? And it's like without this psychology... I wouldn't even be able to execute on every all my businesses and, and uh, run my household finance the way I do, okay? This is the bedrock mindset that'll propel you to a completely different financial life, period. I don't care where you come from. This is a bedrock financial mindset. And if you do not adopt it, you're going to feel like you're on a hamster wheel. Even if you start making serious income, I don't care if you make 150, 200, 250 K per year at your job. That doesn't matter because that's standard W-2 income. And if you have the indoctrination of earn, spend, earn, spend, earn, spend, you're just going to spend more. You know, if you get a raise, cool. Now you can buy more shit. Like that's how people think. Their boss gives them a raise. They can buy more stuff. Next time you get a raise, look at that as your asset uh, fund. Okay. If you make 150K a year and your boss gives you, bumps you up to 165, you have 15K per year now to deploy into assets. Right, you lived on 150. You wouldn't have starved at 150. So 165, you should be living in the 150 bracket, or below, by the way. But regardless, if you're living off of 150 and now you get income, you know, get a raise to 165, there's no reason you should be touching that 15k for personal liabilities. You should be thinking about how do I deploy that into cash-flowing, wealth-producing assets. So I just want to highlight that. And and this is not taking away from the other two parts of the single family triad, which is buying, fixing, selling, and wholesaling. These are necessary components. And I just highlighted to you earlier in this episode how uh, how you use those and you execute and aggressively do deals in those arenas. I love doing deals. I love doing rehabs and sells. I do tons. You guys watch my, my YouTube um, series, In the Life. Um, I'm on episode, I think, 122. And... I'm doing a lot of flipping and I love flipping. I love flipping because it produces those big checks that put fuel in the tank for the bigger picture in the bigger plays. Right? I told you I had a um I bought a single family. Okay, so here's an example of kind of a game a uh, small little game of dominoes to show you what you can really accomplish here. So, I always am rehabbing and selling, right? Getting these big checks. And I think three or four years ago, I used some funds to pay cash for a single family rental property. Um, I think I paid 21,000 and probably put like, I don't know, five, six grand into it and rented it out at 900 a month for the last three years. So I paid cash for it. So just look at the situation. Let's just say I'm into it for 30,000 total just to keep things, uh, you know, round. I rented it for 900 a month times 12. So I, I collected 10,800 per year divided by 30,000 I have into it. 
First of all, that's 36% on my money that I got for three years straight. Tell me where you get 36% on your money other than real estate, right? So I got 36% of my money for three years. Um, and by the way, if you do the rough math, I basically got all of my money back. Can you believe that? In rent. So I have a free house and then I recently just sold it for $115,000. Okay. And, um, cause I caught it on a super steal on the front end. I just did. And, um, now the market's heating up in the, this little pocket and, you know, I sold it on the first day, 115000 And now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm parlaying that 115000 And I kind of mentioned this uh, on a different episode. I'm doing a 1031 exchange, which basic, basically is part of the tax code that allows you to take um, the proceeds from investment real estate that you've held for more than a year. And you can use those funds to put into a new bigger deal. And you don't have to pay a single penny in taxes on that. It, it defers the taxes. So I pay zero in taxes on that $115,000. And that's I'm using that to buy a 12-unit building. Okay? So I started flipping for, for, for lump sums of cash. Bought a rental property with that. Where I got 36% on my money. Right there. Holy shit, right? Like that's bananas. That's awesome. But then I took it a step further. Sold that place. And now I'm buying a 12-unit building. That's going to make me thousands of dollars per month in income. You see the game of dominoes? Rinse and repeat that, guys. Keep doing that or a version of that. Hey, Nick, but I can't find rental properties for $21,000. i am not saying you can. I caught a super steal in a depressed neighborhood that kind of is turning around. But the point is, whatever you do, maybe you put $20,000 down on a $90,000 single family which means you have a loan balance of 70000 which means what your principal interest taxes and insurance payment on that would be 700 a month and you can rent it for 11 or 1200 a month and make yourself four or 500 a month in cash flow. So don't make excuses and you know what I mean? It's all relative. Don't say you can't find a house for 21. Um, first of all, this was a couple years ago and I caught a super steal on it. I just gave you an example. You can pay 90, whatever it is, or maybe you buy a duplex, get lump sums of cash and put that freaking money to work. Your dollars are units. Multiply your units. Okay multiply them and multiply them through actual real estate units, single family homes, duplex, two units in one building, fourplex, four, you know, um, and I do love single family rentals. I just want to be clear. I'm buying a lot of single family rentals and I swear by single family rentals. Why do I like holding single family real estate as opposed to, you know, what are the, what are the benefits that single family real rentals have that multifamilies don't? Well, number one, Tenants don't freaking move out, okay? Just they love single families. They put their stake in the ground and they make it their home for their family. Um, are there long-term tenants in multi-units too? Of course. It's just I've owned multis. I've owned singles. There just is almost no turnover in single families. Turnover is a pain in the ass. It's expensive and vacancies suck and they cost you money. And it's just a bad expense you don't want. So you put a tenant in there. Um, why do I like single families too? It's, it's kind of the holy grail of units. Meaning if you, if there's tenants, they want single families. They're in big demand. People want their own home with no neighbors up, down, left or right. You know what I mean? So they're a little more cautious on pissing you off. They're not going to bother you about dumb stuff. You're more in the driver's seat. And this is just from experience. I see this happening. You know what I mean? Um, in my own personal investing career over the last 20 years, um, tenants pay all utilities in single families. 
So the operating expenses are pretty much almost zero other than your, your mortgage, if you have one, and taxes and insurance. But all utilities, tenants pay for. You can get your tenants to shovel snow and cut the grass and maintain the landscaping. You put that right in the lease. It's their house. They maintain it. Okay. God forbid bed bugs or some other pest comes in. Well, you brought them. You can't blame te- the tenant down the hall in unit C that you say is dirty and brought in the bed bugs, right? You live there. You brought them. They weren't there when you moved in. They're in here now. You pay for it. Um, there's, there's a multitude of things I love about holding single family rentals. Um, they are super autopiloted if you do what I teach and, and, uh, set them up that way. And, and again, there's probably like a dozen other reasons I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, I should come a little more prepared to these things with some bullet points or something, but I think you get my point. So I, I just want to be clear. Like I am buying multi-units, but I love holding single families. In fact, I'm looking at my board here. Um, in within 30 days, I am buying for just for rentals. I'm buying a duplex, a single family, another single family, another single family, um, another single family and a, uh, a five unit and a 12 unit. So within a 30 day span, I don't even know what that is. That's one, you know, it's a bunch of stuff, two units. So, so one duplex, one, two, three. Did I say three single family? One, two, three, four single families. A five, so one duplex, four single families, a five unit, and a twelve unit. More like a forty-five day span, I would think, as far as just closings all stacked up. Um, and that's not even my flips. Okay, that's not my flips. These are just properties I'm closing on to hold on to. So I love holding singles and I will freaking never stop playing that game because it's so freaking easy, you guys, to buy and hold single family homes. You're nuts for not doing it. Absolutely nuts. I know those lump sums of cash are attractive and you should keep getting those with wholesaling and rehabbing, period. Never, ever stop that. It's just such an easy way to build capital to deploy into the assets. Okay, Just make sure you're doing the right thing with the money. Get money, deploy it, multiply it, rinse and repeat. Got it? All right. So I'll let you guys go with that. Just wanted to highlight how I look at money and how I view dollars and how you should too. Because if you adopt this mindset, it's almost a mathematical certainty that you're going to be wealthy. Period. If you use real estate, if you use the real estate vehicle and you look at dollars the way I just taught you, it's just math to get to wealth. It's not like a theory or crossing your fingers and hope you get, hope you make it one day. It's like math. Your wealth is a mathematical certainty, okay? So listen, guys, if you got value out of this, leave a rating and review. Leave a meaningful rating and review. Maybe highlight one of the best parts about the show that you liked or a certain snippet of what I taught that you loved. Reach out on Instagram, at Alpha Home Flipping. Drop me a DM. Let me know what you liked about this episode. And more importantly, suggest some things that you want to hear in future episodes. You know, I'd love to talk about it. Okay. Um, if you've done a recent deal based on my teachings, I'd love you to reach out on Instagram, DM me, and um, talk to me. And, uh, you know, take a picture of yourself holding the check. And I'll one of, someone on my team will reach out. And you probably can get on the, the, the podcast here. Okay. And I'll talk to you. And we'll show everybody, we'll talk about how you did it to inspire other people. If, you did, if you've done deals, guys, um, I want to inspire other people. 
and I want to talk to you. And again, I'll highlight you on the show, and uh, we'll have a cool discussion. So that is that. Catch me on Instagram. Catch me on YouTube, my reality show. Every week I release. I'm on film doing actual deals, guys. I practice what I preach day in and day out. Um, that is uh, just go to YouTube and search Nick Ruiz Entrepreneur, and you should find my channel. Make sure you subscribe. And make sure you do subscribe. Like Vidal talked about last time, we're trying to get to 10,000 subscribers and beyond. If you like any of my content, always remember to share it. Um, if you have not read my book, Success from Scratch, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. It will turn your mind into basically an infinite power strip with a million plugs on it that you can plug anything you do into and it's going to work. Real estate will work. Other business ventures you do will work. Other investments, it's going to work because it's plugging to the right source. Your brain may not be the right source right now to plug a business or real estate into. You need to create the proper source for the power, and then you just keep plugging stuff into it, and you keep multiplying your wealth, your wealth and your success. Get the book Success from Scratch. It's on Amazon or you know, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are. You can go get it, okay? Rating and review, share it, guys. Really appreciate your time. And again, I really, really invite feedback. And I definitely want you guys to leave five-star ratings and reviews. And um, again, shoot me a DM. We'll talk. Later, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Success from Scratch show. Um, I need you to do something very important. Rate, review, and subscribe. You have to actually hit the subscribe button. So you'll automatically get these episodes fed to you wherever you're listening it to. Very, very important to me. It is the literal fuel that keeps this show going and improving, etc. And I thank every one of you for doing that. I really do. It takes 30 seconds of your life. means the world to me. And on top of that, uh, make sure you follow me on my social channels, okay? Because I really engage and respond to almost everyone. I'm, like, known for it, okay? Uh, Snapchat, at Real Nick Ruiz. YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Nick Ruiz Entrepreneur, Facebook.com forward slash Alpha Home Flipping, and Instagram at Alpha Home Flipping. Those are my hubs where I talk business, entrepreneurship, real estate, etc. all the time. And also head over to successfromscratch.net. You can download some free goodies there, and I will see you on the next episode.